Listen, I'm just like nervous about when we leave it tonight because he's gonna you get him jumped on the way. Let's get a bag. Throw your blanket. Give me all your uh, cheese, uh, motherfucker. Uh, I collect. I collected money on Arthur Avenue. Yeah. yeah. By the way, by the way, I'm sure the bagels here are great. And the best thing about this place, as far as I'm concerned, is that you got fucking two guys. Welcome to the Not Just Bagels podcast. I'm here with my father and co-host Scott Spellman. And today's guests, we got two amazing guys. We got Chef Eric Greenspan. We got Chef Christian Petroni on the fucking mics. How you doing today? Man, what, just, listen, this is the most epic way to cap off a pretty epic day. Pretty epic day. Pretty epic day. <laughs> and like, we were both pretty tired. We were, we were pretty You guys tired. know what we did today? Well, 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 I saw your story, so I yeah. saw you guys were bouncing around. Walked in here, and a, we saw, like, like it was like instant oh. fucking as you were. It's our final boss. Exactly. I was like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> sitting in a chair ready to fucking, like, kick us. <laughs> this guy, hook. <laughs> we had a pretty hardcore day. We, he, he was, when uh, did it start? When did the day start? I mean, my day started last night. Okay. On a, on a red eye. Uh, coming from where? Coming from Los Angeles. I'm from Los Angeles. Okay. It's hard to tell because I was born in New Jersey. I was raised out here. The minute, the minute I land, my accent comes back. Like my swagger yeah, comes back. Like the whole things. fucking thing. I'm you hang out with this guy. Oh, if you're bouncing. Let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, Uber Eats. Whether you're in love with our delicious bagel or you're in need of your favorite irresistible treat, Uber Eats will help you satisfy that craving. And today they're offering new users $25 off any order. Just enter code NOTJUSTBAGELS. Now that's a good deal. You know, I think I'm gonna order in tonight. Uh, <laughs> no, but today was today was media day. Yeah. Yeah, my dude still has the Yankee pass wow. hanging off his chest. So. It's like a diamond ring. That's so I'm like, yeah. I'm like, he's smiling in the picture. I've never seen a guy cheese that hard before. As we can for fucking built, right? It's funny. It's funny. No, no, you skipped all the, the hard all the, part of the day. Him picking you up in the, the fucking morning. With pleasure. I was like, at 6 a.m. Yeah. It's like when I used to go hunting as a kid. He used to love leaving the house. It was still dark out. I was excited to go see one of my best friends in the whole world. That's me, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He wasn't seen. <laughs> it. it was like he was like, "Gonna go see his best friend," and then on the way back, pick me up. He was talking about me. And I'm Fun. like, I, I'm never doing the picking up at the airport. I don't think I've ever picked anyone up. <laughs> really? At least in 20 years, right? You were really good at it. I'm like, yeah, he's really good at it. He's on time. What? That's the whole thing. We hung out like you were really when you were born. Wait, I had a couple. Wait, I feel the overdrive was really chill. I signed up to be. You had that. You had that sign. You had a sign. You had a sign. I wanted to come out with the fucking. I wanted to have the sign for. I wanted to embarrass. Now you just had the media pass thing hanging down. I was like, get in, get the fucking dough. Going to the stadium. Got the pass. I come rolling out of the airport with, with. I'll tell them. Yeah, the two carry-ons filled with. New school quality America. <laughs> so that's why you came to New York. Yeah. Why'd you come to New York? Multiple reasons. Number one, Yankee Stadium. Fuck Christian. You don't so, even want to see him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no but, but, but it's funny because because it's it's crazy because look, Christian grew up in the shadows of Yankee Stadium. Yeah, 10, 15 right? minutes from the stadium. I grew up in New Jersey, diehard Yankee fan. I've been living in the Yankee diaspora for years, raising Yankee fans in Dodger Town. Which really kind of solidifies your fandom, right? Almost um, like you were born in New York. So we're big Yankee fans, 
And so I came out because New School, the cheese, and we'll get into this, in case you didn't know, in case you live under a rock and you don't know what New School American cheese is. Under a, f a rock. A rock. If this was my floor, I'd spit it out. <laughs> I'm disgusting with you. You don't know. It's my floor. <laughs> but so, so, up there. so they're doing, they're doing uh, like a, a limited edition, like, like 99 burger at Yankee Stadium. It's, they're only doing 99 of them a game, and it's two Wagyu smashed burger patties, and it's like special sauce, it's pickles, it's caramelized onions, and it's two slices, two of new school quality American. Oh. So I figured I'd come out and support. And Christian, well, I don't know if you saw his tear-jerking post the other day on, on Instagram <laughs> about the maybe cry, but Christian's bringing his garlic bread to the Yankee Stadium where he used to like hang out as a kid. Now, Chris, Chris, Chris. now you walk into Yankee Stadium, what number you got on your back, dude? I want to know that. Because I know what number I had on my back. See the number nine for Don. I mean, uh, for uh, Mickey, Mickey Mantle. Seven, seven. Twenty men. Okay. Twenty men. Yeah. Go ahead. That's exactly what I meant. Or it's Madly twenty-three. When I was a kid, I grew See, up in. A, I'm thirty-nine. So yeah. my era was like Madly yeah. Boggs, yep. Girardi. Was See, a, yeah. I, I wore fifteen. Cause Thurman was my man. Oh, Thurman. I even, class. I even, class. I even wore fifteen. To Fenway fucking Park. You hear? You hear? Are you taking fucking notes? You I am. I am. I am. I, and the only thing that fucking saved me in Boston, you were allowed, was the you were allowed to buy a bat. <laughs> I swear to you, because you be I went for beer and they wanted to piss on me in, in Boston. You, you know, right. it's yeah. this was back in like 2002, though. No? Yes. So uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. It was, I love my Boston friends, but we would never do that. It was look, you know. Listen, New York, believe it or not, if you walk into Yankee Stadium with a fucking shirt that says Boston sucks, they make you take it off. In Boston, oh, they sell, stick your fucking 23 rings up your ass on a t-shirt in the stadium. Yeah. So like, but I was able to buy a bat that because I bought it for him. He actually has the bat I bought. To protect yourself. <laughs> to protect <laughs> I put it on my shoulder because I didn't want to fucking take off my fucking Yeah. Shirt. I'd you rather, know? I'd rather, I, I would rather bludgeon someone to death <laughs> that with a souvenir bat. Yeah, I had to take off my bat. Now, Bunsen and Fist, they fucking fought at home play. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of shit, but I didn't fuck, I wore my fucking 15 and 15. So the lore that we speak of, of the Yankees, historic franchise, is now starting a new chapter of history, right? And that includes garlic bread and cheese. New school American cheese. That's beautiful. pretty wild, bro. It's so, pretty, it's so pretty how wild. are they going to be serving the garlic bread over there? So uh, we know about the burgers. Funny you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> Got the right guy to talk to. Over now one, but two concessions. Uh, 125 and uh, 320. I launched my uh, garlic bread uh, on Gold Belly. Right, we're Gold Belly family here. Beautiful. We gotta get, get Greeny and the Gold Belly family. Yeah, right. we'll figure out the way, step by step. And uh, you know, when when I I came to a, a point in my life where I I needed to, I wanted to find something to get behind, something that I can uh, try to get into, whether it was stores. Just I wanted to get my product that was representative of me into as many houses as possible. And Gold Belly was was the first sort of way to do it, right? And you know, we have a semolina bastone, heavily sesame seeded garlic bread that's so, that bastone is so hyper, 
five boroughs, right? A, a traditional semolina barathon is so so good, fucking where we grew up, right? Yeah. What and so language? Yeah, geez, Louise. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's like whistling in my ears. And like you know, uh, so like the garlic bread, we just we put I put care into it from Sicilian oregano. It's just like we took something that no one ever really gave any love or respect to really, but everyone loved it. You're not you're not, you're not paying it justice though, because because you get this whole baston and it's slathered in like this delicious garlic butter that's got some raw and some slow cooked, right? Like you got so a so cooked fried raw. Or just the garlic bread itself. It and, no, it comes with a thing. bunch of cheese on it. Yeah, so so oh, it's, it's, a, it's a cheesy, ooey gooey, cheesy garlic. But he does pepperoni one. And I have a pepperoni one. And you do sausage one? No, not yet. I'm going to do a special. So right now it's... He's going to do a new school candy... A new school... We're doing candy bacon, new school, and, and roasted onions that I'm excited about, right? Yeah, he said That's going to be the lab stuff, right? But the product is 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 cheesy garlic bread on this semolina bustone and cheesy garlic bread with, with pepperonis and an eight-hour marinara sauce, right? And, uh, you know, it blew, it blew my mind when we got onto Gold Belly to see people in the middle of... Wazoo, God bless, right? Like having our bread, bro, from our neighborhood. Right. Forget about the, the butter and the cheese and all this great stuff and the sauce. Like just the fact that someone in, in, on the other side of America, people in LA are having our and they can get bread. it tomorrow. That's the sickest part. Crazy, right? That's so when that launched, that's I get a DM from an absolute legend who's become someone I just love so much, Matt Gibson, who's a chef of legend. Yankee. Shout out to Matt Gibson. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to Matt Gibson. <laughs> right? And he hits me up. He's like, how are we not doing this at the stadium? And I was like, because you didn't call. Let's go. <laughs> Next thing you know, we like, maybe we can do one concession up by right field in the 300. I'm, I'm excited about it. Next thing you know, I got that one plus 125, which is like. Because yo. Primo. Because yo. It's, it's oh, yeah. good. And it's, good. and it's like this big it's basket. It's and it works. Yankee Standard is known for like bringing garlic into the fries. They have like that fucking garlic fry station. So Dude. it works perfectly with the vibe they're trying to like create like, with it. And then the fact that I, I grew up 15 minutes away, my father's a construction worker who did fruits and vegetables on the side, right? So like in growing up in the Bronx, there was there was two types of currency, right? There was, there was cash that we know it. And then there was Yankee tickets. You can get paid in one or the other. <laughs> so we never paid to go to a Yankee game. And whether we were in the bleachers or we'd get good seats, by, you know, on third base line. Like, well, like the fucking bleachers, you could throw batteries at Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I don't remember the, those games. Like, the, the, the guy playing the flute in the tunnel. Like, Adrian, is that what you're talking about? Juan Gonzalez. To get up 60. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I was say, Adrian Gonzalez is actually a friend of mine. I was like, hey, yeah, we don't, why was we that fucking like, Of course, we wouldn't throw batteries at Adrian they Gonzalez. They threw batteries at fucking Juan Gonzalez in the fucking right field. I remember taunting Rico Bronya from the bleachers. <laughs> Rico Bronya. Oh. It was just harassing this kid. He played for the Yankees at that point. They, they, no one liked to, them. They used to taunt Manny Ramirez. And he, he used to turn, no joke, he used to turn around and go, watch. Come up and fucking hit home run. <laughs> I, like when there's some bears you don't poke. I, no, you, some you, bears you never don't poke. in Yankee. You know, Poppy's the same way. You, you don't poke that bear. He has the most home runs in Yankee Stadium. Does he really? As any player. Most. Manny Ravirez. Any visiting team. Manny Ravirez 
as the bullet. <laughs> no, wait, these yeah, fucking yeah. suck. Yeah, they all go, they all like, I'm telling you. Dave Ruth. That guy, it, it was, he was insane. I always wanted him to come to the Yankees, you know, because he was from uptown. And I always said they would sell out of fucking chickens up in Fort Washington. So, Eric, wh why don't you tell us what's wrong with American cheese nowadays? Oh, I get it. Please. Do we have time? We got time. How long? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so for 100 years, 100? American cheese started here, and it's just done this. Declined. Declined. You know, instead of butter, they're adding oils, right? Instead of adding cheese, it's like weird, like protein preserve. Like, like if you read the ingredients of American cheese now, it doesn't even say cheese on it. You know what I mean? There's phosphates, there's stabilizers, there's all sorts of stuff. And, the, and everybody's fucking eating American cheese. Well, that's the thing. So, so about five years ago, I had closed my restaurants and I had gotten into ghost kitchens, which is a thing that I've, you know, done. Um, and I was looking to get into products, and I had a friend, dear friend of mine for like 20 years, this guy, Alan Levitt, who, lawyer by trade, but he's like led investments in CPGs. He's always wanted to be running his own company. So I'm like, yeah, I got some ideas, bro, what's my ideas, right? And I go through like the list of all these different ideas, and I get to small batch artisanal American cheese. And he looks at me, and he's like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. He's like, that's the one. He's like, not only is that the one, I wanna partner with you on it, I wanna do this. And so for five years, we set out to make a premium American cheese. Everybody's done this. We just went to do this. So instead of just barrel cheddar, we use aged cheddar, right? Uh, instead of water, we use cream. We use, instead of oil, we use butter. We use salt. We use sodium citrate. That's like the one secret sauce. That's the thing that kind of keeps it emulsified, right? We even like, we're not, we're not even using a natto for our coloring. We use uh, paprika and turmeric for our coloring, and that's it. So it's the cleanest label, premium American But not just that, we spent a lot of time working on the melt to make sure, like, you know, some American cheese, like, kind of, it, it's what they call it table. It's like you a plastic melt. And it just sure. melts, but, yeah. like, you still see the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our cheese, like, it's like a hug, right? Like, it, like it's a warm, melty, cheesy hug when that thing melts. Sure. And it's funny because, <laughs> you like that, right? I love it. Is one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but it's because you're gonna put that like, on your line at hugs. Like, 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 put it this way: there's like seven people who make like American cheese has been commodified for the past 50 years, right? And so, American cheese, like, there's like 10 people who make American cheese, and so like, and we go to these people, we're like, we got a great idea. We want to make a premium American cheese because, like, you know, and I know, like, our ears are to the street. We know American cheese is having its moment, right? Like. People want to use American cheese. You see chefs who are like, oh, I use aged brisket and, and, you know, and shoulder, and I, and I do a 77-23 blend, and then I hand-bake my own brioche, and I whisk my own mayo, and then I put craft on it. And you're like, huh? <laughs> right? You're like, How huh? How to get to that? So we're like, we have a great idea. Like, we want to do a premium American cheese, the kind of cheese that I want to use, the kind of ingredients that we want to use, like great stuff. And everyone's like, why would you want to do that? Because, like, if they thought it was a good idea, they would have done it a long time ago. But they're so used to working kind of, like, in, like, this commodified thing. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I love American cheese prior to this school. But I love it a whole lot more now. Oh, man. Because it's such an, a superior product. But, like, every like, but like they had to cook them in, like, 10,000-pound vats. And then it would, like, they'd send me, like, a guy that, you know, like, 
obviously not Food Network fans. They had no idea who I was. And they would like <laughs> send like the sample to us, and I'd be like, yeah, you know, like it just needs a little bit more melt. So maybe if we could like dial down the auger speed a little bit, like you know, we, me and my partner did research five years ago. Back, these people were like, fuck you like i'm not <laughs> cooking another ten thousand pounds to make this premium american cheese that nobody fucking wants uh and 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 that melts more than it should and all these things and i'm like all right so it took us five years to finally find the right producer in wisconsin who's like we get it we want to do it we're in and that's so what everything that was wrong with american cheese that you ask is now right and why the name new school because dope <laughs> I mean, right? Like, I mean, it's kind of a dope name. The name. It's funny because me and my partner, and it's the best, it's the most blessed part about our entire partnership is that neither one of us remember. We don't remember who came up with the name, so neither one of us can claim it, and it's great yeah, because, it's like, because yeah, it eliminates, that's, that's, that's like the one thing, it eliminates any issues. Now, But now the running joke is like, you know, I, you know I thought of the name, right? Uh, so <laughs> if you're asking me, if you're asking me, and he's 3,000 miles away, it was probably me. I'll definitely can came yeah, yeah, Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'm the great But why new school? Because look, you know, the school, like kids, like familiarity, like nostalgia. School brings you back to nostalgia. But new school to me is like, you know, it's quality. Like, you know, like the new school rap, the new school, like it just feels like it's like a new version of something that you've used forever. I think it's not old school because old school was garbage. I think also branding the quality American underneath it picks that up yeah. too. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's bro. just that new. It's the quality. It's the quality yeah. American yeah. that really underlines yeah. it. And it tells everybody what it is. Like, yeah. Oh, that's, that's quality American. Yeah. That's like that. That's, that's yeah. that whole package work. Yeah. When I hear new school, when I think of the name, for me, it's like there's a new school of thinking mm-hmm. when it comes yeah. to American issues. Right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You, you know, when you it's listen, a, when you come to think of Americans, it's very street. You know, it's yeah. it's the simple thing, but they can make like, cheese from bodegas. There like, you go. Oh, oh, you know, everyone's eating that now. That's what this stuff on a bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh my god, crazy! I wish I had I, I, the big bagel. We could have done that with the big bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh my goodness, take a whole thing. Of one of <laughs> I can't. I'm, I can't wait to come here with my kids. Oh, life on a Sunday. Oh, and on a We're gonna bump. I'm jealous. I, I have a three and a half year old daughter who's hilarious, and then my my five and a half year old. She wore she wore a necklace for me. Yeah, they did my Uncle Greeny for the first time, and like they went to my. They were like, Uncle Greeny, move it with us. I'm like, good idea. People loved out. You guys only could eat American cheese for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, the, I think the, Petroni, the Petronis were raised right, and so those kids know that that's okay. They were raised right. <laughs> those kids know. Those kids know. And it's a testament to this man's parents. There you go. You know. So did the book you wrote, The Great Grilled Cheese, have anything uh-huh. to do with the- It's funny. So it, it, it did, actually. You must have done some research, because I forgot about that part. So when I wrote The Great Grilled Cheese book, I split it up in the, in the chapters about cheese, right? And the first chapter was American cheese because, yeah, I was raised right as well. Um, and I said, let's make our own American cheese. And, you know, I started looking into, like, how do you make American cheese? And, like, all of the ingredients that you look, you know, come into American cheese. I'm like, I can't even get any of these things. You know what I mean? Like, how can I write this into a recipe? So it's interesting. Like, when, I, when I wrote. You have to buy it in a batch of, like, 100,000. But it's interesting. Like that because, like, originally what we tried to do was we tried to make a non-citrated American cheese. We tried to make an American cheese that didn't have any sodium citrate in it. And so we weren't focused on the premium ingredients. We were focused on making it all natural because my thesis was I can't put in my cookbook sodium citrate because nobody can get that. 
So I made an all natural one with, with tapioca starch and it worked in like a little, for the small book, scale. for the book in like a small scale. So we tried to scale that up for years and years and years and it just wouldn't scale up. We had a patent pending with South Dakota State University. We were like all over the country trying to figure like working with dairy scientists. And, and at one point we both, at one point we both kind of looked at each other and we said, why the fuck are we doing this? Like, <laughs> does anybody actually care about sodium citrate? Because what we were doing is we were using the same barrel cheddar. We were using the same oil. We were using the same, like, you know, like uh, not real fat and the same water. And, but we were just doing it without sodium citrate because to us, like the quality was like, oh, it's no sodium citrate. And I said, you know what? I don't know if I, I don't know I'm not going to claim it. I, I said, at one point we just said, you know what? Why are we like, why are we, like, no, like, why are we killing ourselves to do it this way? Why don't, instead of cheddar, we use aged cheddar. And instead of oil, we use butter. And instead of water, we use cream. And let's put the sodium citrate in it, but let's make everything else. So instead of being all natural, which was like this quality halo, we said, let's be the cleanest American cheese on the market, but let's focus on quality. And the minute we did that was when the whole thing just kind of kicked. Because like we all we cared about, like when before the sodium, you know, before we made that pivot and the quality was like, we just want to make it work like American cheese, but it's all natural. That was gonna be a deciding factor. And instead, for me, it was so much more satisfying to be like, you know what? Now we're just gonna set out to make the, the most best American quality. cheese. It's the most right. quality premium yeah. American cheese that you can make and that it really kind of flipped it for us on the whole thing and that's where that's what got us where we are yeah you had a so in that book you had like a bunch of fancy sandwiches mm -hmm. well like, I mean you can't write a book that doesn't have fancy yeah well sandwiches. like tell us some of the, the, the top ones. sandwiches guys middle fucking that's my middle <laughs> name. It, is, it is it is it's funny it's hard to spell I spelled differently. It's, yeah. it's the uh, two A's. Fancy. It's the Ashkenazi way. It's yeah. spelled the Ashkenazi way. Um, <laughs> you know, not the traditional Sephardic way that you would be used to. Um, it's funny. Like, there's a lot of. I'll tell you what some of my favorites were. You know, yeah. It's like, look, grilled cheese ha is what I. You know, was one of the niches that I was known for. That started at my restaurant, the Foundry on Melrose, and we weren't on like Melrose Avenue in LA. If you've ever been there. Like, it's a tale of two cities, right? Like, one part of it is, like, the galleries and, like, the fancy part of Melrose, and the other one is, like, the Doc Martin t-shirt part of Melrose. And the foundry was in the Doc Martin t-shirt part of Melrose, which is where I'm more comfortable with. Yeah. Okay. To be honest. But. You could make grilled cheeses. But, like, I, I, you know, I came from a fine dining background, and we were going to do, like, a cheese cart or, like, a cheese plate. And I said, you know what? Instead of doing a cheese plate, let's do a grilled cheese. Because people know what a grilled cheese is. But, you know, we'll put on the raisin walnut bread that you would find on a cheese plate. And we did it with like Telegio cheese, which is like this fancy cow's milk cheese from Lombardi. And we took the dried apricots and the capers that you would find on a cheese bite. We turned it into a puree. And we put oven dried tomatoes and arugula. And so we made this grilled cheese sandwich that ate like a cheese plate. But people who were like, you know, oh, I don't eat cheese plates. Oh, but I eat grilled cheese. They'd get the grilled cheese. So it was like a gateway drug uh -huh. into fine dining, you know. Right. Then we started shredding our leftover short ribs and putting them on that sandwich. And that sandwich became known as the champ because there was this like a cooking competition meets Burning Man called the Grilled Cheese Invitational. And it was like just a bunch of artists and comedians who would get together and cook wacky grilled cheeses for each other and they did a competition. LA guys. What? And so I, <laughs> so, so I entered it. I entered it. I entered it. And it was like, there's dudes in tutus and like fairy wings who are like see me walk up and are like, what's the fancy chef doing here? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I, but I persevered. 
<laughs> I won that motherfucker. Um, you became a, known as the Greek grilled cheese king of L.A. Became known as the grilled cheese king, uh, and and be, and like and then that sandwich kind of took off. Like Alton Brown chose it as like the number three comfort food in America by name. That sandwich, uh, and that's where the book came from. And so like a lot of the recipes in that book, but even like if you think about like, even like the American cheese section, we don't just do American cheese, right? Like we did a I think we did like a sriracha American cheese. I did like a beer American cheese. Like. I did flavored American cheese. In fact, we're going to do flavored, but new school eventually, once we establish Branch the spot, we're going to start doing flavors. I did a bunch of flavors uh, off the bench top that were delicious that I'm not going to share here because I don't want people <laughs> stealing it. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. We did the God, because no one's going to steal this shit, because no one's going to think it's going to work until I kill it with it. Uh-huh. We called the Godzilla, okay? And it had pickled ginger, wasabi, and nori <laughs> in an American cheese. That makes so much sense. Like we got the Godzilla, the Godzilla. and you put that mammy jammy on a freaking tuna melt, oh, and you're like, right, right. lights out, fucking crazy. Yeah, so pretty much, if it wasn't for the tutus and the fairies, you wouldn't be here, right? If it wasn't for tutus and the fairies, I wouldn't. It wouldn't have that in common. If it wasn't for their warm, loving embrace, as in it was a well melted American cheese, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know? Um, but yeah, we do. Like we did like, I, I, so I split up my cheese, but we did like a Cuban Reuben, which I did on Guys Grocery Games actually a couple weeks ago. Um, we did, which is like a. Cuban sandwich meets a Reuben sandwich. Uh, I've got like a, I've got a plan a Cobb salad that I cook grilled cheese on a on cornbread, which is gnarly. And my guy, yo, yo, a lot of fun yo, stuff. My guy turned the grilled cheese into a salad. <laughs> or vice versa. No, no, I took my the salad. Right there. I'm the guy who's like, like, oh, salad, only, only, only with the grilled cheese. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, understand why I adore like oh it's hot and silly. Spain, you fucking but, but man, but man, I'm eating salads. Christian, that made us too good. Sure, I saw a video of yours that fucking just blew me away. The the polenta table. Oh, dude, we were just talking Bro. about that today. We we're talking about the Marcus. Marcus, Marcus, and that fuck, I can't believe I missed it. Dude, I can't believe I missed it. That was a crazy time. I as I was still in the restaurant business at that point. We had five. Lo- I had five locations. At least I. At least I thought I did. <laughs> After all of the podcasts, was doing this, man, bro. Um, and uh, you know, there's a chef who is in the process of opening uh, his first restaurant in uh, in the U.S. in L.A. Uh, that was from Toronto, named Rob Gentile. Okay, I I will go on record to say I believe that Rob Gentile is one of the best chefs in the world. Right? He used to have Buka in Toronto. Just he would. How do I not know about this? You gotta meet Rob. He's Here. from Toronto to LA. He's about to open what I think is gonna be one of the best restaurants in America very soon, right? His he's yeah. looking at oh, me like I spent yeah. the whole day with you, motherfucker. I live gonna spring this up. <laughs> I'm glad I brought the polenta table. <laughs> Yo, Rob had like a meat centric restaurant in Toronto and a fish one, but you like the fish one on the level of Le Bernardin. The meat one on the level of you know wherever the meat version of that is, right? Asador, sure. Asador, it's more casual. Right? Asador Sebastian by Doug Saltis. Four Charles. Right. <laughs> oh, that Four Charles are there. That was great. I put you at the spot. I liked Four Minera Man. Steve and Big Mike. Steve, you made it. No, Stevie didn't come to, to Yo, Four Charles. We're on their brunch menu. Yeah. It says Utopia bagels, lox platter. We got man shit. Back, so forth. Good. They can help us for reservation. You want to go tonight? You want to go? And um, <laughs> shit, where were we? Whoa, 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 whoa. You talk about polenta tables, but then you like. That is a Rob I saw early years ago. He did a set where he would go over to a table with a Gary Dong 
and he had a little wooden board, but he had it was soup. And it was way messy. <laughs> and soup. It was soup board. It was like, whoa, that, that was a big miss, but I think you're onto something. It was a spaghetti board, okay? No, so uh, I saw this. He, he, his set was like a, a little board. He did polenta, he did duck, and then something else. And I started researching this thing because he had mentioned that it was an old school Italian thing. To, it, it's called uh, Paletta la Spinatora or Spinatora, something like that, right? Mostly in the north. And like literally, nonnas would drag out uh, a wooden table, right? Have a big pound of polenta going, cheesy polenta. And, uh, you know, Tio, who just shot some quail that have been braising and, you know, <laughs> STO has some stuff, right? As Tio brings the quail. Someone who, you know, maybe braised out some rabbit and licorice and chilies and rosemary, <laughs> brought the rabbit, like a family dinner. And then so the paleta would get poured on the table and you'd have these little piles of these these meats, braised meats that would get brought on. on. And then you would come having one scoop. Yo, and it literally everyone would sit around the table. And you so would it's like an Italian crawfish boil. Sure, right? I mean, like a paella. It's all, it's like a real, paella. It, it's like what people didn't realize was that this was like old world shit. This wasn't like a, a kitschy thing, right? This was something that was being done for a long time in Northern Italy. And then when I saw Rob do it, it really inspired me to sort of take it on the path of like, if you've ever been to Alinea in Chicago, which is one of the best restaurants in the world, they do this thing for dessert where they, they, they roll out a, a cloth on these tables. Now they have different versions of it. They're maniacs, right? And they would plate dessert right on your table. I have a great video of it. I got to get to you guys if you want to throw it up at this portion of the podcast. That's what we're talking about. Right? <laughs> and so I took his concept of almost like creating this like painting on the table with dessert, and I did it with polenta, and we'd have like wood, wood roasted bone marrow, braised brajol, the fried meatballs. Um, chunks of broccoli around. Where's the fucking grilled cheese? <laughs> <laughs> chunks of new school quality of American <laughs> cheese. But it looked and phenomenal. It, would do, it, it became its own thing, right? right? And within our five restaurants, it was something that, like, you know, I needed a couple days notice. I was the one who would do them. And so it was this fun thing. Went, you know, viral, early viral for me, at least. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to do that shit again. It, it was like, I really miss it. I miss all that stuff. I miss the energy of. He's going to come walking in here. It's going to be Sunday. This place is just going to pack dump thousands it. of people. He's going to walk right from this table. He's going to dump out a big fucking bond. Oh, I just walk out. <laughs> and you know sat satisfied. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking pull out a bunch of fucking bowl marrow from the fucking oven. And <laughs> oh, just throw a polenta table here, bro. I know. I have some bowls. We'll do some fried meatballs. <laughs> you going to do the chicken salad table. Listen, the cranberries and the apple. Oh, we should do that. And fucking, we'll do like an episode with fucking doing that on all the tables and get everybody here. It's a, by like 30 people in a row. It's, it's a blast, bro, because you oh, have the planta port at the table and you're throwing spicy marinara sick, sauce, bro. truffle juice. Say marinara. Marinara sauce. Marinara. Legit. Legit shit. How did you guys meet? How'd you two meet? Food Network. So tell them. So tell them. Yeah. <laughs> What is this, a first fucking day? So, you guys are getting kidding. So, <laughs> When's your anniversary? So we always go every year, you know, we're up in Santa Rosa for uh, Guy's Grocery Games. Okay. Right? And uh, and there was like one, we're like driving back from set, and as we're like pulling into the hotel, I think it was with Aaron May. You were? And, uh, and as we're pulling up, he's like, oh, Christian. And I'm like, who's that? He's like, oh, you don't know Christian Petroni? I'm like, that. he's like, oh, you got to meet this guy. How many years ago was this? 
five, six years ago. And he's like, uh, oh, you got to meet Chris Petretti. I'm like, oh, great. You know, Aaron May says, you got to meet him, you got to meet him. So we pull up, we jump out of the car. Hey, man, what's up? First, this guy's got two bags of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he asked what year it was. It was three or four. In his hands, in his hand. And he's like, and he's literally like, and, and I believe you were a little bit intoxicated. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I was like, he was going to the bejesus. And he was like, and like, he like walked up. And I feel on vacation. Yeah, I'm yeah, in California yeah, by myself. Yeah, yeah. No kids, no nothing. Now, California, now, five now, years. This, are you okay? That should be clear. This is not how he looked, but in my head, I remember him in a bathrobe. He wasn't in a bathroom, but it was as if he was I in might a bathroom. Well might as well have been in a bathroom. I'll pick you up know, the It was like, it was like, call a bathroom it was like a white bathroom <laughs> with like that. Like, I still, wait, I picture wait. him like Tony You're Soprano. You by yourself in fucking California. Why'd you have two bags of McDonald's? That's a good question. <laughs> You talk Sherlock Holmes over here. Multiple items, multiple Listen, types of things from the fucking like, Bronx. He looked like we don't come empty handed. He looked like Tony Soprano picking up the newspaper <laughs> in the morning, right? And like on Sopranos. And like, but like, instead of the newspaper, <laughs> it was like hotel. two filet of fishes, a quarter pound of cheese. <laughs> and, like, and like, so, but like the first word of the mouth, like, hey man, good to meet you. He's like, yo, bro, I only got one filet of fish. But I got two quarter pounds of cheese if you want one. <laughs> it was really an opening line to me. And I was like, I think I fucking love this man. And there's three different types of McFlurries in here. <laughs> <laughs> but the filet but the filet of fish is mine. The filet of fish is mine. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's fucking Friday. And it was eleven AM. What time was this shit? The guy's walking around with filet of fish at eleven AM in California. <laughs> no, this was that night. Oh, we're coming back for uh, Saturday night. And and oh, bathroom. Dude. Not in a bathroom. Just so, like, in my mind, he was in a bathroom. If anyone really here wants to know. <laughs> and, and you're probably curious how to order a filet of fish at McDonald's, I'll tell you. So, you want to. <laughs> don't. don't fuck the trap. Yo, you want, you want to add ketchup to it. Add ketchup? What? Extra lettuce. I love this man. Extra American cheese. And the tartar sauce needs it is fine, just the normal amount of tartar sauce. But the lettuce and the, the I like cheese. the lettuce, the ketchup. Is you need the acidity from a little ketchup, babe. Yeah, just a tang. You because when you ask for ketchup, it's gonna keep. Can I? Why when you hide your little can fish? I can I give you When you hide your little fish fingers from your mom, you didn't stick them into ketchup. Can, can I give you mine? Yeah, can I, give you mine? I don't think anybody knows what that means. <laughs> I like the lettuce touch. I've never done it with lettuce, but I think the lettuce touch. So I'm not gonna audit that out. What you actually add instead of ketchup, pickle. Sweet and sour sauce. Oh, you take the fucking sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, okay. From the McNugget water over here. Right now, that went bad. Yo, yo, that, that is real. I used to dip, I used to get it for my fries, the sweet and sour sauce. Oh, yeah, I mean, we dip my fries in the mustard. I liked it in the mustard. The mustard. Yeah, the milkshake. The honey mustard. A honey mustard. Yeah, honey mustard. Mustard. Why they, a honey mustard. Yep. yeah. Dude, why do they put mustard on cheeseburgers at McDonald's now? That's not that's a California. That's like that's Florida. California. Yo, guys, I got bad news for you, boys. Making its way over here. I don't like it. Uh, don't they just stop on the standard? standard. On the standard. That's cheaper? it. They do that in Florida. Yeah, stingy. Yeah. You don't even they do all sports. sorts of Bro, strange you shit. Don't even ask for. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even ask for it. You like, yo, why is there fucking mustard on my burger? In New York, do you have a problem with mustard? Yes. I want I to choke. Yeah. Yeah. Mustard don't blow on a burger, bro. No. Oh, oh tomato on hot dog, bro. Wrong. A pretzel. Dude, mustard. Oh, I, 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 I think that mustard. Been, <laughs> I think that mustard can most definitely. It doesn't. It's Kanish. Not, it's not a necessity. It's not a necessity. But, dude, we put mustard on beast burgers. 
It sold for not, I'm not 150 yeah, million of those. Are you gonna talk about that? How'd you get involved with that? Beast Burger? Um, so I got, when I left, when I, I closed, I opened and closed a bunch of restaurants at once, basically. A year and a half, we opened seven and closed. My partners were great dudes, not the best partners. Um, and they couldn't keep up. Like, I was like, look, I, I ran the whole business. I got a business degree from Berkeley before I ever started cooking. So, like, I, ran, I, I like, shielded that my partners from, like, how to run restaurants. We opened up this restaurant from Marit, and we fucking killed it. It was great, but it was, like, a 60-seat restaurant, so you're never going to make a goddamn penny. I was like, cool, we're fine. It's open. I'm doing TV. I'm doing consulting. Like, I'm good. They're like, no, no, no. There's three of us. We need to eat. So, like, we went on this. And I was like, look, if I'm going to be in the restaurant business, I know that I need, like, seven of these things to work. I don't know if I want to own seven restaurants. Um, and so, like, let's get them. I don't want to wait 10 years to find out. So we opened them all up. Bad idea. Closed them. I got into the ghost kitchen. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to, if I'm going to keep cooking, um, you know, obviously I'm going to keep cooking. If I'm going to keep cooking, I need to do what's going to be the future instead of what's being done before. If I'm going to start something up new. So I got, like, I was in a cloud kitchen facility before Travis County from Uber was even involved in this shit. And I was like the first one to do like multiple concepts, multiple chef driven out of one one kitchen. So, and then I realized I got like on the National Restaurant News Power List, which I didn't even know fucking existed. Like I had people like, congratulations on National Restaurant News Power List. I'm like, what the fuck is that? He's like, you know, like for me, it was like, what did I get in Zagat's Guide or what did I get in Michelin? Like, I, you know, I was a fine dining chef. I had no idea what the National Restaurant News was. So that was cool. Um, but I realized I'm like, this only works at like massive scale. And I met, uh, I met my former business partners who will remain nameless. Because please, yeah, they're going to remain nameless. Uh, and we said, you can Google it and find out who. You want to keep your floor real quick? Who, who, these, who these people are. Um, but uh, so we started a company called Virtual Dining Concepts. And Virtual Dining Concepts was basically the thesis was we would create delivery only brands. We would, what year was this? This was in 2019, end of 2019 when we started. And we were going to create virtual brands. We were going to market them with celebrity partners. And we were going to, instead of operating them in a ghost kitchen, we were going to go to existing restaurants and operate and let them operate for us, like use their existing space, their existing labor to operate. So we did a couple of like concepts to kind of play around. And then we launched Mr. Beast Burger and none of us really knew who Mr. Beast was. And to be fair, to be honest, dude, like I kind of feel like we didn't get enough credit for the fact that like, I don't think the world besides like YouTube fans knew who Mr. Beast was until we did Mr. Beast Burger. Yes. And then everyone was like, Holy shit! Like who opened them guy? up to a whole? Like wow, this guy is actually like this guy like mo- can monetize well beyond just YouTube. We were doing two thousand dollars a day in these ghost kitchens. We opened with three hundred of them, but because of the model, you could scale really quickly, right? So we scaled like two thousand units in like two years. So it's the fastest growing concept. And now with that growth comes significant problems, right? Like like there were some challenges with quality control. There's all because like. It's hard to keep put that genie back in the bottom to control it. That's how it started. But you know, we did the brick and mortar. My like, one of, I'm not with VVC anymore, obviously, which is why I won't even talk about it with my partner. Um, one of the last things that I did for the company though was uh, we launched the the first brick and mortar restaurant for in Beach, Jersey. In Jersey, now the, this the American Dream. Prior, it, it seems like it was just happened. No, it did. It, so, so we opened in 2019. We launched Beast Burger, I think, in in December of 2020. So yeah, mid, mid, and so like, and we like basically took over restaurants. And at the time, 
they were more than happy to be taken over. Where everybody well. was dead. Oh, yeah. We saved the, like, and originally, like, the concept was like, we're going to go to independent restaurants and we're going to help them. We're going to help them survive. Yeah. And that was great. So, like, part being like such a crazy disruptor and just, you know, teaching people how to smash burgers, you know, on, on a massive scale <laughs> and like saving restaurants was awesome. Doing it again. And like, you know, after a while, you know, and after a while we started partnering with like enterprise clients and like bigger chains. And so like that whole, we're here to help restaurants. Look, helping enterprise restaurants is still helping restaurants, right? Like they're still employing people. They're still businesses. They're for franchises. And like our partners there were, were great partners. So I, you know, so I have nothing to say to them, but it was a mom and pop hits lesser. differently. Yeah. It, it, mom and pop hits differently. It felt better. You know, like I was willing to play Blade Runner. If I was helping right. the mom's lot of people. The last thing we did that was we decided to open up a restaurant. We decided to open up a brick and mortar. We did it last September. Ten thousand people waited in line. Yeah. We did videos. we did I, I took the kitchen over thirty six hours before we opened the doors. We did sixty six hundred Double smash burger. Seems like you had a hundred guys on the grill. I had, I, I video. It looked that way. That's, that I, How many flat tops were you working with? I had a one twelve foot flat top. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it was, it was deceiving in the. I know. That. I had a twelve foot flat top. I had twelve cooks, and then I had another eight. I had basically like every cook from Patterson, New Jersey, showed up at like three o'clock, and Mr. Beast like, here's a thousand dollars each. Like get in there and like sand these guys. Are you <laughs> his what? Are you toasting buns? We had a bun toasters. Yeah. It was crazy, had- and the whole time we're doing it, I'm just like, why? The fuck did I make these doubles? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I, so you made like, the, you made the whole menu. Yeah, I, I created the whole concept. The ingredients like, like, in the I, burger. I What's the in the menu? burger? It's not about. First of all, I can't tell you. Okay. Um, because I'll get sued. Um, oh, definitely. <laughs> I would definitely. They would love to do it. They would love. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of it though is not about like mustard. We'll start. We'll start with there. There's mustard on it. Um, it's not He's about like, the, you know, <laughs> there there's two million. There's supposed to be, and also the question is like, what is it supposed to be versus what is it? Because again, like when you have that massive growth, operations is, is it's hard. So when it's done right, it's got a significant amount of raw onions on it, which I think is important. It's got two three ounce patties that, when done right, are like it's about the technique, right? It's about like smashing it thin so it's cooked thin and crispy. And then I, to be honest, you like we should. I don't even really want to talk about it. like. Yeah, like because like I'm now done with that company and 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 we've moved on to greener pastures. But it was uh it was an incredibly disruptive period in the restaurant industry. I'm very proud of what we accomplished there, and I'm very proud, uh, very pleased to no longer be there. And like you know, like it, it was I I I, I hearken it to almost like Blade Runner, right? Like like at first I felt like Harrison Ford, right? And then by the end it was so dystopian that I was kind of like. You know, I was like Rutger Hauer. You know what I mean? You're like, I've, like see, I've seen, so. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen <laughs> battleships yeah. ablaze off the coast of Orion, but now it's time to die. So, I mean, I, so like what he does on that level, for, like something that when you go to the literally, especially the polar opposite, which is me, and like I remember that weekend, and I'm like, oh, you're in New York, and I'm like, what's going on? And he tells me all this insanity that he just heard. It was crazy, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm in my studio and I'm in my workshop and I'm a garlic bread made a couple of loaves today. <laughs> you know, I can barely handle that. You know, by myself. I don't, yeah, this it was bald. He's not human, and the way he operates, <laughs> the way his brain works, is is fucking inspirational. Yeah, it's very cool. So why don't you tell us the the goal and like the team mission behind the new school? What's like 
five years from now where you want to see so look we're starting we're limited food service right now in fact we're almost we're almost only in los angeles right now we're just about to come to new york we're actually about we're 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 about to be distributed by chef's warehouse so we'll be on west coast and east coast so we'll be san diego los angeles san francisco seattle uh phoenix vegas and then over here it'll be like new york and what's the new price philly boston above this. so look it's four eighty five a pound. It's only five thousand dollars. Four eighty five. Four eighty five a pound. Um, so it's like, look, some people, some people are like, oh, but that's almost double what I pay for American cheese. That's you're like, bullshit. You're like, no, but even if it is, but even if it is, you're like, okay, okay, so cheese they're buying. Okay, yeah, or spend another dime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not like <laughs> all they want to charge it. It's better. Yeah, it's better. It's a quality product. And listen, this, again, this goes. I think is a whole other podcast of how the industry. Uh, the way we came up and flipped out that stuff, and and it's it, it's so broken. But I'll right? tell you, the thing is also there like that need to. There's nothing need, to yeah. compare it to. But it's funny is that like, but that. the people cool. get it, really. Like Alvin Kalen from the Burger Show. That was, the you know, he's got Amboy in L.A. and like the minute he tasted, he's like, this is the only cheese I'm putting on my burgers. Like only American cheese I'm melting is this. And so we've got like great people, and like that's great response. Like right now, what are we trying to do? We're trying to build cult. I want to work with the right people. But I, I feel that we could put that on our bacon egg and cheese, and even offer it special as yes. a new school. Bacon well, I brought you a block. Yeah, no, I brought you a block. See it? Yeah, test it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I told you off camera. What happened? It's like he's oh, like yeah. a pusher. Fetch me the cheese. He's <laughs> the cheese. He's the yeah. He, he's the cheese pimp. Or he is. Fucking cheese. Cheese, sir. Cheese. So we got. Give us a little description about that block right there. So let's hear it. Five. Uh, whoa. Uh -huh. One more time. Thumpy. <laughs> it's good. Good piece of cheese. Uh, it's like my so, left leg. So it's in five pound blocks. But like, look. And, and when I say culty, it's culty like, you know, like I said, like Amboy's using it, right? I do a bunch of like collabs and people are like, like, like pizza places, like, yo, I want to try it on my pizza. I've got like out here, we did uh, Reebok. Like you guys pizza. know Reebok, right? I'm like taco pizza. Julian just did it on a uh, taco. Julian just did it on like bagel, a spam yeah. sandwich. We're doing a, uh, you know, Gotham, uh, Gotham. Uh, Burger Social Club. Right, Burger, Gotham Burger yep. Social Club. Them in Pearl Street uh, Caviar in Brooklyn on April 1st are doing a collaboration. And and so have there has been getting pop ups with Gotham. Have you guys been to a Gotham? I've been, yeah, Mike, Mike Puma. Man, Mike 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 Puma is just cool dude that comes from some other uh industry that I'm I'm I can not He's a finance guy, I think. Yeah. And he does these pop ups on the sidewalk in New York. He's about to get his first brick and mortar. Yeah, so he's on the lower side. So we're doing a, we're doing that collab with them, right? We're working with the donut project. Yeah. At the end of April, and she's making grilled cheese. She's like, she's doing like, good. like she's doing like a, 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 I don't even know what she's like. Really, it sounds crazy. That lady's crazy. You know, we we make a, a thing here called the upside down grilled cheese. Inverted. So, yeah. The bagel. Yeah. So that everything yeah. seems good. So they yeah. could get that yeah. flat side. Oh, I like that. And like you could take an egg everything. I like that. And use that middle. I like that. Yeah, we got to develop and then it, with that. Oh, 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 Here's the danger, right? Here's the danger. Oh. The minute you start using the new school, you don't want to go back. You're not going to want to go back. And I'm okay with that. But and you guys, I'm sure you got enough stamina. You can find something like, that's the other thing to people like, oh, but I have to slice it. And you're like, dude, like once you get it set up, it takes you 10 minutes to yeah. slice I what you need. Even a, what you I'm guys thinking. need. I, think, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about it. Because if I'm slicing my, if I'm doing something with American, and I'm slicing my cheese. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be 
Yeah, you can control your thickness. Double, double the But how about this? You could also turn them, and it's easy to pull off. Well, it melts. It also melts better than any American cheese. Yo, just ain't the way, like the way you set it up. When you get it out the pack, it's stacked square on top of each other. When you slice these, you can put it diagonal. Yeah, rip the corners. It's faster when you're making this. Look, I mean, look at this. This guy. Have you guys ever heard of Burger Burger She wrote? Burger Shrew is one of the best smash burgers in Los Angeles. We're not big LA guys. Field trip to York. Imagine, imagine like you taking the three of us around LA. <laughs> he, he, wears this, back. he wears the same shit. I keep, I keep right scrolling. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I sport my Robert Graham all the time. Oh, we're, oh, we're doing this burger on Sunday. It's, it's wisdom. It's knowledge, wisdom, and truth, bro, on every shirt. Oh, shit. Yeah. I love that. Well, I love that, bro. Yeah. Says it on every shirt. It's great. Waiting for the sponsorship to come in. Well, send you guys something in the box of shirts. Hey, this guy? Send this guy a box of shirts. Yeah, I've been going out every day to Macy's and buying like three shirts. Yo, you ever see, you ever watch I Think You Should Leave? Nah, I've seen it. Dan Flashes. This is, look at that. It's like this sketch comedy. He did a skirt. Like, so like New School's the only American cheese that's going to skirt like that. Because it's real fucking cheese. Wow. Yeah, that looks pretty. You you ever see those like burritos where they melt? Yeah, the yeah, 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 That'll be yeah, fire yeah, yeah. for that. I'm doing. We're gonna do a torto. You know, taco. Have you heard of tacos? 1986. Is this another like LA? Get them. When you do nasty boys, but if it's because you're bagels, I need to be up like we we chit chat, bring it on. I'm gonna see if I can find that picture. Which one? When we had tacos 1986 in your backyard in Los Angeles. My front yard. In my front yard during the pandemic, we sent outside and we ate. What was that sandwich you made with the caviar? I saw that on somewhere. That was me. That was Mike Cooper did that. Oh, that was He's going to do it at- But that was with the cheese, though. Yeah, he's going to okay, okay. do caviar grilled cheeses at that pop-up thing. Mm-hmm. That was pretty on sick. First, where, where, what chicken? There's there chicken. chicken on there. No, I think it was just, I think he did like creme fraiche, new school, white bread, caviar. <laughs> pretty dope. But it's like, but look, but now you have a cheese that's like, you know, American cheese that's like, worth those kind of high-low collaborations. Yeah, because it's, like, it's worth it to get the, that kind of quality into it. Exactly. You know, you never think okay. of American cheese on a cheese plate. You always think of a brand. I'll tell you, like, you taste this stuff. Like, you have this. You can table cheese. Yeah, fine. You can table cheeses for sure. You definitely eat this cold. Like, you can eat this in a hero. Right. For sure. 100%. Makes, you've had the mac and cheese. Yeah, the mac and cheese. Makes crazy mac and cheese. Fucking unbelievable. It's fun. I thought there was, like, three cheeses in that shit. What's funny? No, no. Just America's one. Check out my What's reels funny, because yeah, by the time it's there, it's just so bad. Mac and cheese will be on my reels. What's funny about it? Check though, out the reels. What? <laughs> it'll plug it. If I was just, I'm sorry. What's funny about it is what's funny about this three cheeses. But there's a lot of stuff there. But it tastes like a few cheeses. You been having me all? I've been like losing. I trained all day, bro, off a cliff. He's like, he Do you know what? There was nothing funny about it. Nothing. No, 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 no. Absolutely nothing funny about it. it was fantastic, as it is. Out of when you skirt, we're gonna edit that part out. If if you the skirt. brain part, <laughs> <laughs> now we're just gonna zoom in on your face. Yeah, the beautiful mind thing. We're just like, yeah, it's thanks for that, team. You're trying to get the cheese skirt, right? Are you are you grading it like you box grader? You can grade it, or you can or you can go one, two, three, and tip it, and then you dome it. And the cheese melts so well that it'll dome and it'll run with the steam. Ah, oh, dude, a good cheese skirt is so. But you need that new school to do it. Or I vote brand new American, yeah. You gotta try it with the new yeah. school. Or don't try that. Can we can we just get something out of the way right now? Sure. Don't come at any of us at this table here with a burger with cheddar cheese on it. Ever. 
right? And yeah, like, for, but that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of people. Like, and that's the thing. Like, when we talk about who we're competing, oh, what is this? <laughs> bring out the other. Oh, bring yeah. out the news, school. I got. We're gonna try some. We're gonna get. Yeah, it's good. Yo, like, respect to any chef that's doing chefy shit. Okay. But like, if it's a cheeseburger, but that's the thing. Don't give me that's the thing. Put that cheddar cheese that's not melt. That's the thing about that's the thing thing about like that's what we recognized about New School that other people don't is that is that there are chefs who will do cheddar right now because they can't they can't get the quality high quality quality they wanted with the American cheese. But like you're right, like it's a conundrum, right? Like you cannot, you should not serve a cheeseburger without American cheese. But if you're charging somebody twenty one dollars for a cheeseburger, you know, it's hard to justify. That's the that's the itch we scratch. I wonder what the, the famous like hot fine dining chef they like kill people in the dining room. And they make it oh, the menu, burger. the menu. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's something. There's like a real thing about American cheese. Here you go, man. I wonder what kind of cheese they use at Fort Charles yeah, for the burger. Plastic. Yeah, but like <laughs> we, worked, we worked so hard to make sure that it wasn't plastic like, cheese, and then you forgot it anywhere. Like, not nah, gonna take the plastic. Oh, yeah, dude, we gotta fucking like Fort Charles would love this, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'll hit him up about. Bro, the cheese is, bro, the burger at Fort Charles is unbelievable. I crushed that. Bro. I've tried it. Yeah, let me. You got to run on the slice. You've tried this? <laughs> He's like, I, I think it's pretty good. You know what? I'll tell you, though, it's funny. Because, like, look, I've run fine dining restaurants. You know what I mean? Iron Chef winner. Like, I'm very confident in the food that I cook, right? But even when I'm cooking, uh, even when I'm cooking an item that is exactly how I intended it to cook, Every time I give it to somebody. So you know when, like. Every time. I'm talking here. Oh, sorry. I finally remembered my point. Now you're cutting me off again. I was trying to talk about the cheese. So, so, but like, you know, like when you cook, you know, I'll, I'll cook a meal and you're still always like, even if you cook it exactly how you want to cook it, somebody's still going to look at it and be like, that I don't like it. Right? This is like, for me, what's been great about this product, especially coming off of the ghost kitchen thing, where it's like, you know, like, like control over the inputs was not an available thing for me, right? Mm-hmm. That now I get an opportunity that's like, I feel like I, I hand people bits of it and I feel like I'm like Steph Curry shooting the three-pointer and like rocking away before it even hits. Like I handed somebody like, here, try it. And like I, and as I'm walking away, they're like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it knocks it out of the park every time. Like it's just something fantastic cheese. What's up? To be able to stand to be able to stand some like something like something. something that is like accessible but so, so quality good. and so loved, it's a really hard thing. Like yo, you don't see it? like American cheese on a charcuterie board at all. But no, like, you yeah, throw that one up, good. chop that shit. I'm up about to fucking put it on it right now. Really wrap it with that one yeah. belt. Oh, forget about this it. charcuterie oh, board's here. <laughs> we should slice it up and we should put it on like a. We should take some of that mortadelle and take or or like, and put it on bagel. We're doing the jail guy. Glad. Cause I, cause I'll be honest, guys. I've been at Utopia Bagels now for like two hours, man. Didn't get it. I'm fundamentally at. Oh really? Yeah. Well, we're gonna pick a hot fire. Oh. I didn't want you to. We're not like what today. I'm gonna bake fucking hot ones out of the fucking oven. Love that. Gonna do? That's what I bought. I'm gonna fix the kettle. Oh, you gotta. Get the fuck over here! I got some big wings. We got second gear, bowling boy. Get over here. Fuck the bagels in the morning. We need bagels now. Yeah. Close the shop. I love it. What do you think? 
I was gonna say before you like told me I was a bitch. <laughs> not my words. Perhaps what I implied, I but not say, my like, words. Like this is the first cheese that I tasted that it like I don't want to melt it because it's already fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like when people like, eat cheese, they want to melt that shit right away. It's like got that creaminess. In that's the what I'm out. saying. Like it tasted but like it's, it's melted it's already. Gotta but taste it's you, normal. You picked the perfect cold cut though to put it with. Yeah, the mortadelf. The yeah. because yeah. I know a fucking I'm chef like, here, not so. Well, no, but, it's like, it's not, but that's not because I'm a chef. That's I'm just a chef. What I've learned is because what I've learned. You grew up in New Jersey. No, no. And I I tell this to people all the time. I am. I am. The creaminess goes. I I I love it. You're so great. <laughs> you gotta make a cover. You gotta make a commercial with him just talking about the cheese. I mean, I so, so I I always tell people like I'm like two standard deviations above the mean when it comes to being a chef. Like I'm pretty fucking good at being a chef, but I am a, an elite eater. There you go. <laughs> Bro, I tell elite. people all the time I'm a trained eater. They're like, yo, how the elite. fuck did you eat that? That shit was so hot. I was like, Bro, I don't give a fuck. right away. I'm just like right away. I'm like, oh, he's got, what, what does he have back there? I'm like. I'll put the mortadella on there. He's got the genes to do that because that's how I feel. Like, I know I'm a great baker of bakes. I bake tremendously. Yeah, but yeah. apparently. <laughs> but, I'm a, I, you know, I, I dabble in cooking, but I wouldn't call myself. Like, I, like I'm a, a I'm like kind of shaking inside being near you guys. Nice. Because of who the you are the and the knowledge you know about because yeah. I love Robert Graham's food so much. Right. Even, but besides that, you guys are so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like insane. <laughs> <laughs> Go get used to it. All oh my fucking <laughs> all the other all the other food network chefs. No, <laughs> fuck a chain. We wear Yankee Stadium passes on our neck. Both yeah, of the club oh, with that shit on. You th- you guys got ice? I can't credentials. <laughs> 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 walk into Yankee Stadium without credentials. Get the fuck out of here. The off season? <laughs> Dude, the, listen, I'm just like nervous about when we leave it tonight because he's gonna you get him jumped on the way. Let's <laughs> get a bag. I'm throwing you a blanket. Give me all your <laughs> cheese, motherfucker. <laughs> Anything so, and I, I collect I collected money on Arthur Revenue. Yeah, yeah, by the way, by the way, by the way. Oh yes, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure the bagels here are great and I'm sure that the bagel pizza thing is great and like all the stuff that you do is great. But the best thing about this place as far as I'm concerned is that you got fucking two kinds of you <laughs> you got the can, you got the bottle. Oh, like that can or the bottle of you. That's too. classic. Nice. Yo, I used to freeze. How many different? They have that many flavors of Nesquik, by the way. Dude, More than the air, bro. You see the ice cream selection? Is that great? <laughs> is that great? Is that great Nesquik? No, no, no. It's double chocolate. Double chocolate. The perfect. Yeah, it's double chocolate. I wanted because great Nesquik would be disgusting. Seven Eleven. That's why I got this. Dude, I wanted more selection than anybody. You did it. I used to love going to 7-Eleven when we would go to Shirley, Long Island, to my, my uncles lived in up. Uh, yeah, they got 7-Elevens in LA. And we used to oh, love Shirley, Long Island. Up, up in Shirley, we would walk, like, I was a kid, walk down William Floyd no, but to, go eight, to go to the 7-Eleven. Stories like this. And that was like, uh, heaven. Are there big heaven? You got it, bro. Sometimes I watch people choose a drink here, and it's like, Hilarious, <laughs> yeah. bro. I have kids bro. come up to me like, "Yo, what should I get to drink?" I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> yeah, so, guys, this place is overload yeah. in the best way. Yeah. Those pound cakes I've never seen in my life. The products, yeah, but like, there's only exists in Narnia. Like, it's like the, tru- the truffle ice cream, Grandma. Ch- 
that only exists here, bro. Yeah. There's a giant factory only making those ice cream. And I see that anywhere else. I tried to tell you where I was taking. Holy cow! I love this place. I love it. You gotta come back when it's a Saturday. We got. We don't well, do tickets here. That's all the thing too. We got At the, the grill, we got fucking everybody around the grill. No tickets. Everybody shouting at each other. Oh, really? It's just all carbon. Yeah. It's sick. You gotta. Oh, it's one hot one, bro. You want one one? Yeah. Spanish only. Because God, listen. What you? Take some guy, guy, guy. Yeah, you gotta pull it. the ticket to the back. They take their money and they just they put it here. Right. Here, they see seven other things. Like you, you walk it around. You come back. You know what? Give me that. Now, if you only have a cashier for it, they'll say out next time. Now, how about the fuck? Oh, so bad. Order with they. So they order with one guy, and that one guy makes everything for you. Oh, I love. But we have a grill guy. We have the guys on the grill, but they'll go. The other guy's like, oh, okay. So like each person owns one customer. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like operation. It's like cats. It's almost like cats. But no tickets. No like moving a line. Like you go walk around and grab a drink and then walk around. The average ticket sale goes up by doing that because you're sitting around like, oh, let me get a cheese Danish. And you got your point. Your point, man. Like yo, I know that like that that cat behind the counter is working on my order. And if I need something, I'm gonna add shit. Yeah, I just it's like well, uh, hey, you yeah. highlight his. No, like he does that. He does the cashier. He rings you up. He checks you out. So then you build relationships that way. That, would you say you know that's what I'm like, saying? Smart. Tell us a little bit about your time at Food Network. Yeah, I, I've I, look, man. I've been uh, I've been rocking Food Network since like 2008. I think I don't know what I think 2008 was when I did. I was watching you, but well before yeah. I knew you, bro. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. That's why you Old got ass man. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have a fucking apple pie for them too? All the time. Just McFlurry's been saying this. Just McFlurry's been this. I, I'm Oreo. I'll, I'll tell you why I love the food. I love the Food Network, and I will always have a love for the Food Network. And it's not because people know who I am. I mean, I'm a fucking D-list celebrity chef. Like you know, people who know know. People who know know. You know, you know. Um, and it. But I'll tell you, like. Two things. One, I love kind of spreading knowledge to people and people like getting excited. Like I feel that when people watch me cook, they get excited. I get people fired the fuck up and I try to do things that are super interesting and unique. And I'm always trying to be like, how can I be smart about this? And how can I do something cool with that? And Food Network has given me a lot of opportunities to do that. Like when it's when I'm competing or like on Ranch Kitchen BL, or, or, or on any of those things. Also, though, it's the relationships, right? Like every time you go and film a show, it's like summer camp for, you know, Chef. chefs. Chef. And like, you know, look, Christian lives 3,000 miles away from me. I guys are know boys. Christian. It's dope like, programming, we would be, we would be dope friends. programming straight up, man. I'll tell you, I wish that they would do more stand and stir stuff. I wish that they would do more cooking stuff. I think there's a lot. Like, and like I, look, a lot of I enjoy the competition stuff. I love doing it. I love judging. I love competing on it. I think it's great programming and stuff like that. I do wish that there was a little bit more like of like. Julia Charles. Yeah, or, but they've done differently. But like, right. I think people love, and I think social media proves this, right? Like, I think people love, never mind learning how to Almost cook. like the guy with the pink. But they watching. love watching people cook cool <laughs> yeah. shit. Right there, yeah. Right? And I think that's, that's the, the one thing. Like, if, if the Food Network was to ask me what I think the one thing that they can do better, you and they are not going to ask me, and <laughs> nope. they do not give two fucks about what Jim Eric Green's man thinks. But I'll tell you the one thing. I, I wish that there was more stand-up service. Because, like, for me, like, 
I like to watch people just like, wow, what the fuck did he do? Did he just like, oh, like, like, for example, what should we be cooking for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. You know, right. what should we be cooking this when Sunday I, night? When I cook Thanksgiving. Family meal. When I cook Thanksgiving. Uh, but I even think it's different than that. Like, never mind, like, what should you be cooking? I want, I think that people want to watch people cook shit that they would never cook. Entertainment. But right. just because it's like, wow, what did he do? The he chocolate just, fucking salami. He just poached, he just poached that, that duck breast. I wish I He just that. poached that duck breast in Burr Blanc. That was crazy. And then, you know, and did this oh, and that. that, that that's why we love, like, uh, as uh, chefs that are lucky enough to ha be able to have done stuff on Food Network, we love... Guy's Ranch Kitchen. Yeah, I love it. We love Guy. Guy is is probably my if I have a TV mentor. Guy has saved my life a couple times, right? In the last five years, I adore the man. Best show to film on the Food Network by far. Guy's Ranch. Guy's Ranch Kitchen. Why is that? Right. Forget the fact that it's a camaraderie experience. We're all at Guy's Ranch. We're doing hikes. We're doing this, that. Where I get to spend time with my friends, um, but it's the only opportunity that any of us have to highlight an actual dish and just go it came out of our head and we cook it and we're talking to guido and we're that, uh, that cheese i saw i did yeah this stretch to tell i yeah, dude i've done really i've done this so many things on that show yeah. where i would never like like i like I, mark this and god bless him the director of the show the producer of the good show man good, good legend good, good good man absolute legend of, of the all the tyler florence stuff early yeah. days all these mark this is an absolute legend but like the best thing about it is like he, he comes up to me he's like he's like you're not following the rest. Like it's either you're not following the recipe at all, or he's like, "Did you ever test this recipe?" Right? We're like, uh, "No, no, I didn't." <laughs> I, I thought this was a good idea. It sounded like something I wanted to cook, so I'm gonna go on TV. And you're gonna spend a ton of money of cameras and staff to watch me cook, and I've never done it before. But like, we're gonna have a great time doing it. Dude, um, this is show to film. This guy, Mark. This and I, I got. He's the only human I think that's allowed to yell at me. I got, I got, I get yelled at by Mark. If you know, we we get these deadlines for that show to get the written recipes submitted, right? And I remember looking at a restaurant, you know, and this was like, well last year. And I get a pretty call. It's Mark Disson, and he's screaming at me, bro. I don't know what your deal is. Why you can't get these recipes done? And normally, I know how my head goes, and you know, it wouldn't be a good place, right? If someone yelling at me on the phone. And this guy, Mark Disson, is just such an amazing human being. And what he did on Food Network in early days from, you know, uh, stuff with Bobby, stuff with, with, with Tyler, with these dumping stirs that, that for me were super formative to my life. Like, I grew up in the Bronx. We had illegal cable. Channel 19. <laughs> Channel 19 was Nickelodeon. Yeah, I hadn't switched to box every like three months. Do you watch, of course. <laughs> you watch the titties through the static? Hey, Channel 88. It's by <laughs> Channel 19 was static Nickelodeon. Titties. Channel 20 was Discovery, who I ended up working for. We work, you know, we do we, we do work for. And I would be swapping between Channel 19, Clarissa Explains It All, Are You Afraid of the Dark, all these classic Nickelodeon shows. And then Discovery had a show called Great Chefs of the World. Low brow. Yeah. Low budget. Yeah. They would go to different, you know, hotels, the Four Seasons, the Ritz in France or in the in, in the, the Caribbean. Um, and it would be segmented into three segments. One chef with a big paper toque, you know, the big paper hat would be in the kitchen and he would do an appetizer. Then they, they would 
go to another hotel in another part of the world and uh, another chef would from the Four Seasons, you know. I was on that show. Um, no, you weren't. Yes, I was. He's just, you see this? <laughs> you see this? So guys, that show? Well, keep on, I was big for me, like, my, my first executive chef job was at Patina, which is like at the time the best restaurant in Los Angeles and I was 27 years old. Dude. Dude, that show, Great Chefs of the World, was was big for me, right? And then, and I loved it. And then around that time was when you started, like, Emerald Live. Emerald, man. God, bro. Emerald Lagasse on Food Network, Emerald Live. What he oh, created, oh, well, he changed the game for all of us. Oh, We're all sitting here yeah, because, yeah, in yeah. my opinion, there's a, a few people, but Emerald, yeah. like, dude, dude. Bobby, Guy. Yeah. I mean, Emerald. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's but, but what Emerald did with that show, Emerald Live, where he would come Man. hang out, and I was in. I I got in, I got to be on that show. Oh really? Oh, I sat in the crowd, bistro seats. <laughs> he thought bro, you were. Uh, I was. Like, I, I was a kid, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a guest, bro. And yo, like for him to be like, uh, you know, with a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, dirty forty clothes, the garlic, and the whole crowd. Wow. <laughs> All he had to say was 30, 40 clothes and garlic. And the crowd would go fucking shit bananas, bro. This was not a cooking show like I, anyone's right. ever seen before, right. right? So, like, man, that was, like, like uh, to be able to watch that and, like, just to experience that era of food TV, right, was was just right. I- incredible. And he changed it. He made us, he made us like, how exciting. Do, how do we get here? <laughs> Food Network. <laughs> food Network. Dude, if we're, if we're talking about Food Network, you gotta talk about, I don't know, you gotta talk about Bobby, you gotta talk about Guido. Great Guido. Dude, Guy Fieri is the man, is the best. The best human being ever. But he, that has, he hasn't tried a utopia, baby. Not yet, bro. So we, neither have we. I know. You're not gonna be able to go back to LA. You're not gonna be able to eat a bagel wherever you get. Where do you usually go, dude? I mean, you know what bagel? I'm fucking Italian. I don't eat bagels. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. Oh, man. How dare you? <laughs> you know, there's, there's, some, there's some good bagel places up in Westchester where I am. You know, um, you people are spoiled. That like, the 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 density of like like. Look, I, I've done my research about you guys' bagel. I expect to have a fucking phenomenal, it's gonna be great fucking bagel. You guys are legends. Because bro. you guys are fucking legends, right? Yeah. But the the amount of quality, like even like your mediocre bagel out here in this area. It's still top is tier, still bro. still fucking top tier. Like you uh, spoil, like you're peeing. Like, wrong. Like, like you're, you're talking cheese again? I'm telling you. Right. Like that's what most people think. But then when they'll try our bagel, they'll go, wow. Now, like, oh, they for sure. Most, like a mediocre New York. Yeah, but what I'm yeah, saying is like a mediocre New York. Like the, the, the deli and they like that bagel. But, but, like, that bagel LA, but that bagel is the best bagel in fucking yeah, so now, no, 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 Look, LA's getting better. There's, you know, there's some really good bagels. Of, now, like, you Kirsten bagels, Leatler's bagels, Yeasty boys. boys. Like, you know, like, there's really good bagels out there. But it's not like. Like, like you could throw, like you could throw a stick on a mediocre bagel here and be like, wow, this, like if that was in LA, great bagel. Same with pizza, right? Like, right. look, there's some pizza in this town that's like fucking phenomenal, mind-bending stuff. But like your average pizzeria is still making better pizza, pizza than pizza. most of what you get. Yeah. Now flip it, LA. Like, you want to talk about Mexican food? Yeah. You want to talk about Japanese food? 
Like it's kind of the same. I'm telling you, dude. I'll go on record. Trust someone who only started going to LA in the last five years. I started going to LA when I uh, the first time I ever went. I think was when I did Food Network Star five six years ago, and and I go back often and and I have a I I, I love it. It's a great I love California, great. right? Like yeah. I've never I'm like I'm new to it all. Really, still the range. Passionate. The Lisa range. Tomatoes. The range does eat good but the range the, the range of food in in Los Angeles from like the comfort yeah. to the different ethnicities to like to like the it's exciting it's exciting like, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm, and I love New York New York is exciting York, right? exciting he might be on the plane back with you at this rate yeah. Sorry, no bro. dude because there's cool places like like Combi like I may not make my flesh tomorrow I'm still waiting for a bagel we got you. You've been bringing them on the flight with you too. They just, they just, I just feel like you guys out there, just like not that we're not doing exciting stuff here, but it's it's fucking fresh. It's inspiring and like it's almost it's random in the right. best way. Cause like we talk like combi, you know, the Japanese milk bread sandwiches, you know, with the wagon. What are you? What are you but basically, you're you're saying what I've been feeling lately. Like, not that New York's lost their touch. But like New York, you'd be able to go at two o'clock in the morning and eat any fucking food you want. I think we've been here too long, cuz. That's what it is. I think we we we've sat yeah, we've yeah, been that, here a yeah. long time. We've thought all thank God we've we've had great experiences. I, I, I don't want I'll that. tell you what, when I come into town, I don't run out of places to eat. Right. No, this definitely fantastic, but like what you're saying, that excitement, I don't there's something that When you come to LA, when you come to LA, I'll tell you. Now you got a friend. Yeah. Right. When you come to LA, I will show you some stuff that blows. We Melrose is one of my favorite places. So good. He uses New School. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he everybody's uses, about to use New School. Yeah. What's funny? I was talking to a friend of mine. Who doesn't use? I was New talking school. to a friend of mine who's got a great, big, a great burger place in LA, and and I was like, yeah, like you know, like when are you gonna start getting New School? He's like, I don't know. I was like, sliced, like you know, and I'm like, I'm like and he's like, he's like, look, here's the deal, bro. He's like, I know that within a couple months. I'm going to be forced to, to use New School because oh. everybody's going to have to use New School because now it exists. The standard. You can't not do it. Like you're setting a new standard. So he's like, so let's get started. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about, baby. That's the mentality. That's the winner's mentality. Yeah. 100%. But it's true, bro. Yeah. It's true, and and you got to go all in on this shit, bro. Anything that you're passionate about, yeah. like oh, that's the key. And we we, we are in some really interesting and incredible positions in our lives right now, where we essentially lost everything in some capacity, right? Been uh, there, been there to zero. Yeah, and and a couple of times we have things that we're passionate about. We have things that we're excited about, and we're really sticking to our guns on it because we believe in it, right? And so that mentality of like, I know this is gonna be the new standard, is like. The only way to think, and I'm like, or else get fucking gold. Get a fucking yeah, I mean, job. I tell my wife every day, I'm like, babe, don't worry about it. We got the best American cheese in the world. <laughs> what are you, what are you worried about? You possibly what are you be worried about? about? Like, of course the bar mitzvah was paid for. <laughs> <laughs> have you tasted it? She's like, of course you have to walk the fountain. You walk up the hey, you bring it up. Well done. Or to have the big sport. I can't speak for for Greenie, but like you know, uh, uh, a part of me sometimes feels like that grown man in his garage trying to start a rock band. You're like, oh, Yo, bro, get what the fuck? It will, uh, you know, it would have happened already. You know, and in the fact that can I tell you what? Chef, can I tell you what? That garlic bread that I had today was so fucking good that 
You got it. My livelihood, man. Stuff was so good. So now where else is this? You you doing it on Gold Belly? Are you putting it out in the supermarkets and stuff like that? Well, not yet. So right now it's just just Gold Belly nationwide. And then it's fucking Yankees. And the Yankees are the same. I'm sorry. This gosh darn Yankee Stadium car. Is I, I I've been on the cloud for the past three weeks, man. Yeah. As it's been coming live, yeah, it's, it's amazing that like an associate major league baseball. It, it, and it, I grew it, up it, ten minutes. Yeah. Like I'm a Yankee fan, but even when we went into City Field this past season, we had our own oh, sta- like see, store. It was like the oh, sickest thing ever. Yeah, it was crazy. We were on a guest. That's my, <laughs> that's my mother. Hey mom. <laughs> we went on MLB Network, like we were on Mad Shit, Fox Five, everything. It was sick to do associated yeah, with MLB. Bro. Bro. Yeah, bro, exactly. To to be in the conversation with some of these brands that are, you know are are coming online little by little, it's just it, it's 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 the validation it, that you know, it's sacrifices also are making sense. Like in, in the baseball stadiums, it's not just hot dog yeah. anymore too. Yeah. That's, well, that's you know cool. About that's just really a lot of cool. stadiums in America. Right I would now. say almost every stadium is really on the update game, man. Yeah. Well, that's a it, you know that you can tie that back to early Food Network days and just the 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 public just is so much more educated on food than they ever were, and they're so if, into it now too. Because if you're somebody that knows nothing about food, but you follow all the food bloggers, and you lo- yet you love this stuff, and all these short form video contents is going on. If you follow enough of these things, and you, everyone is is really into it enough, the level of knowledge that these people are taking on that they never would have had before, and that um, is evolving into just super cool share like so i think we're gonna do a segment now that we call the proofing round okay we, you know we proof bagels here so i'm asking you 10 questions you're gonna give me 10 fast answers oh, shit, Both a answer. test? you didn't tell us there was a test no i'll go with test bro we told him not you scantron you gotta answer you know scantron anything you want but Give us the answers at the same time. All right, you ready? Okay, at the same time. Yeah, just whatever. Cheese. Oh, I love yeah. this. Okay. Grilled cheese, chopped cheese, or Philly cheese? Chopped cheese. Grilled cheese. Little Italy or Arthur Avenue? Arthur Avenue. Arthur Avenue. Mets or Yankees? Yankees. Knicks or Nets? Knicks. Celtics. No. I fucking said it. <laughs> fuck no, 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 no. You're you're a Havlicek guy? No, 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 no. I'm definitely <laughs> Jojo Jojo Walker. I'm definitely Jojo Jaylen. White. Definitely Jojo Jaylen White. Brown guy. No. Jalen Brown. Definitely Cowens. Cowens. Love these guys. Gurry or Munster? What's that? Gurry or Munster? Gruyere. Gruyere. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, fuck you. Munster. Yeah. Gruyere. Yeah. Yeah. Munster. Taylor Ham or pork roll? Taylor Ham. Taylor Ham. Louis and Ernie's or Defaro? Defaro. Louis and Ernie's. I'm going to seed him. I'm going to seed him, whatever he says. By the way, we could think you missed the line at the Fowers, all right? Hey, much love to to the Fowers. I got nothing but love for anyone that's putting out their passion. But I I just, I I love LMB's Pomoni. Maybe I'm a Sicilian, you know. Yeah, but the Sicilian from the Fowers back in the day was fucking. Yeah, never had it. He would take it out with his bare hands, oh, right? The old man, the, yeah. He'd break the uh, yo. the basil, yeah, yep, yep. Guy Fieri's favorite condiment. First of all, it's Fieri. Donkey sauce. And it's Fieri. Yeah. Sorry, I'm fucking no, up. No, no, I'm good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Grieri gonna get mad. Like Guy Fieri gets mad when, you say, when you say Fieri. Oh, uh, well, it's a quick lesson. Favorite condiment. His favorite condiment? Donkey yeah. sauce. It has to be donkey sauce. 
donkey sauce. I don't even know what's in it. It's like, I, oh, I, I couldn't believe I was having it when he made it for me at the ranch for the first time. I was like, is this the donkey sauce? You're making me donkey sauce. Ah! Sour cream, horseradish. Not right. <laughs> nice time. What's in the donkey? They won't cook us bagels till we give them the recipe. <laughs> wait, wait to the oven's on with the bagels coming. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many more we're Unexpectedly killed. amazing first date. Olive Garden or Red Lobster? Red Lobster. Red Lobster. Sure, I love them. We're in full day, bro. Yeah, dude, biscuits. Let's go. Cheddar your girl, if your girl first dates, your girl's eating the Cheddar Bay biscuits, you know you're, I, you're a winner. You're getting laid. You're getting laid. You're definitely getting laid. The most romantic weekend in Cheddar Bay than you'll ever imagine. My kids were conceived at Cheddar Bay. Your preferred nicknames. Hambino. Greeny. There we go. That was the proof here, right? We took that shit down. I fucking love Hambino, by the way. God. I wish that I, I wish that I could have a nickname, Henry. Though, yo, guy, distribute nicknames organically. Like you're on a baseball team. Yeah, yeah, but like, but like yeah. it's, it's really interesting because like I heard like Hambino, and I was like <laughs> the great Hambino. So I was like, I was, but like that first time, I'm like, oh, fuck, the great. Hambino. I actually, I actually have to change my. I actually, I actually have to change my answer, because greeny. So I've been greeny since third grade. Okay, on his. My son, my eight-year-old son, Max, legend, got called Greeny by his, like, coach at, like, one, like a sports camp. And he was, like, right away, he's like, yeah, that's my nickname. And completely usurped my nickname. <laughs> so to now, where anybody calls me Greeny, he's like, no, 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 Fuck I'm out. Greeny. <laughs> I'm you're out. He big so I am no longer greedy. He has graciously allowed me to keep my Instagram handle. <laughs> so I'm still Chef Greedy because he has because he can't cook yet. And we right, right? Uh but so now I guess so like so actually my nickname my nickname is now like all my friends from college they call me Green Dog. So so Max has allowed me allowed me to keep Green Dog. At least he allowed so me to keep the green part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you guys. For the young chefs back at home, what's the best advice you could give? Go work for free at the best restaurant you can possibly. Staging is what they call it. hundred percent. Yeah, dude. Go work for free at the best restaurant you can possibly work at because eventually the dude ahead of you is going to walk the fuck out and then you're going to get a job. And then three years later, the guy who went to culinary school is going to be working for you because you just rolled up your sleeves and went to work. Yeah. And to extrapolate on that, you know, I don't want to knock school, right? School wasn't really my thing. I wasn't really good at it. But if you're a kid that is considering culinary school, right? Well, what I say to them with peace and love is, all right, I don't know, numbers out of my ass. If a culinary school costs a hundred grand, right? And it's more than that, right? But let's just say it costs a hundred grand for a two-year program, and that's what you're thinking about. I'm gonna tell you to figure out how to get yourself 25, 30 grand get that loan and go to Spain and go to Italy and put yourself in a position where you're working for free, but you can still actually be a free and clear mind yeah. to learn. I'll tell you another one. I'll tell you two more actually. Right? I'm going to give you two more. Number one, never stay at a place a minute after there's nothing left to learn. Oh, like yeah. when you get comfortable, get the fuck out. On to the next. On to the next. And number learn two, as much number as you two can. when you go from job to job, don't chase like it, it's not about like oh I made fifteen bucks an hour so now I got to make seventeen bucks an hour. It's I worked at a, I learned this much at this place. Where can I go to learn even more? Like I my entire career arc was like 
I made less and less and less money every time I moved up the chain. Yeah. But I went from the Terrace to Union Pacific to Boulay to Ducasta El Bouilly. And that's how I became the chef of Patina. You know what I mean? You were El Bouilly. Fuck yeah. How much chance is about me? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We never talked It was only like six weeks. It was six weeks. Still, bro. Like, you know, that's, that's, you know, El Bouilly was. I'm, I'm, how? No, I'm pretty big fucking. <laughs> last thing for last thing for the kids that are anybody that's trying to you know you want to you, you want to do but, this shit but yeah but you gotta you gotta whatever you do in life you gotta pick something that 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 is gonna make you so fucking happy that work doesn't feel like work right crazy concept but i mean yeah the minute this stuff starts feeling like work you're fucked well, What's the point? Dude, I'm, yeah, I'm out of that. Right? right? This, is the, this is the stupidest business on earth until, in, in, unless it scratches every inch. Yeah. Right. So, so, like, the point, the, the, the point of that is, like, stick, you know, learn as much as you can. Figure out what's going to bring you the most joy in life that's going to also allow you to support your family. The truth is you find something that makes you happy and you get really good at it, everything else falls in line. We really want to thank you guys for yeah. really fucking taking your time after Yankee Stadium. I think uh, Utopia Bagels is uh, a little step down, but we're going to burn. Oh, uh, are you kidding me? Bagging oh. some bagels with time. It's a time. But please, give us your information. Give us something about what you're doing. So, best place to find me is Instagram, typically. Chef Greeny. Um, and as long as my son lets me keep it. Uh, <laughs> and then New School is at Eat New School or www.eatnewschool.com. Uh, at Bobby Flay at Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Check me out at my new spot in Vegas. Christian Petroni, that's my name. Uh, P E T R O N I. Try the garlic bread. If I'm in, when I'm, uh, when the season starts and uh, and I'm not on a flight somewhere else, you'll find me at the stadium. Come say hi, because you're going to be meeting somebody that is so grateful for that opportunity to be standing in that and on those hollowed grounds. So, uh, and Petroni yeah. Foods. And, and then, yeah, Petroni Foods, my brand. That's all, man. Right. Come, come, come join the, come join the gang. You dropped some sick t-shirts today. Oh yeah, we should drop some good shirts today. Petroni Foods, uh, inspired by my uh, my youth of my dad's side gig of going to Hunts Point Market, do fruits and vegetables for the cater halls and shit. Yeah, it's a cool shirt. Bro. So yeah, I'm just happy, like, happy to be here, happy to make new friends, happy to see my old friend. I see some bagels. I have a bagel, man. Yeah, let's make some fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, guys, I've been at Utopia Bagels now for like two hours, and didn't get in front of me yet. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, well, we're gonna make a hot bag. Oh, I'm gonna bake fucking hot ones out of the fucking oven.